You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the second hour of Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause. Woo, thank God for Canada. Otherwise, so much more of our focus would have been the Leafs losing 5-1 to Seattle. The story there was just a really bad game for Matt Murray. But instead, Canada in overtime wins their 20th World Junior Championship. Back-to-back for the first time since 2009. And the great thing about that tournament, there were so many different heroes from Connor Bedard, Dylan Gunther, Joshua Roy, Thomas Millich, crazy goal by Shane Wright and so many more. You have the Raptors taking on the Knicks tonight at Scotiabank Arena. We'll get into that a little bit. The Raptors are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and maybe I'm just too optimistic on them. I kind of like the Raptors. I do like the Raptors tonight against the Knicks. I heard uh, Aaron Korolnik from first up uh, all over some of the overprops for Pascal Siakam. That makes a lot of sense for me as well. Uh, DeMar Hamlin speaking over a video call with his uh, with his teammates from earlier this morning. That's incredible. I mean, that cannot be stressed enough from what we saw on Monday night to the news we got this morning. Uh, an incredible story, not just from, uh, from, from Hamlin himself, from DeMar Hamlin, uh, but from the trainers, from the people that were providing CPR, the people in the moment, the first responders, the doctors, everyone, and then Bill's Mafia and every fan out there that helped turn uh, Hamlin's small charity from looking for 2500 bucks to over five million dollars an incredible story and i know hamlin is not out of it yet he's not out of the woods but at least we are on the way as for the nfl it's i mean it's first off it's not just saturday and sunday you also got the national championship going on on monday between georgia and tcu well we'll get into that a little bit later but now the question is what do you want what do you want this weekend personally i want I mean, the perfect world, Buffalo gets the number one seed. I think everyone now is rooting for the Bills. And that the Patriots get knocked out. I, I, I don't want, I do not want, uh, you know, the Patriots in the playoffs. An impressive that they were able to get this far, but that offense just stinks. And like you, I think I want, I want Jacksonville. I don't want Tennessee in the playoffs. All the quarterbacks are hurt. They have no wide receivers. It's Derrick Henry and a couple good defenders. It, it's sort of like a better version of what the New York Giants are in the NFC. And in the NFC, we still don't even know who's going to be the number one seed, do we? I mean, most likely to be the Eagles. They are 14-point favorites over the New York Giants. So we'll get into all of this with one of our favorites. Let's bring him on from Covers.com. It's Josh Ingles. Wait a minute. Matty. What Maddie, you, Maddie. Yeah. What's up, bud? I heard you talking about Skylar Thompson and how much you love him. Oh. Now this is this, these are the these are the quarterbacks that the Patriots beat. I, I was listening to talk about it. And I'm like, let me go take a look at those early season: Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, Zach Wilson twice, Sam Ellinger, oh. 
Cole McCoy, and Skylar Thompson. Those are the quarterbacks New England has beaten this year. Yeah. I do like the seven. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. Buffalo, my highest ranking uh, is the Buffalo Bills to beat New England. By the way, once again for the listeners, because we talk about how good New England's defense is, and they've scored seven defensive touchdowns. Josh Ingles from Covers.com. Can you again tell some of the quarterbacks that the New England Patriots have faced this year? Starting in chronological order, Mitch Trubisky, early season Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, Zach Wilson, Sam Ellinger, Zach Wilson again, Colt McCoy, and Skylar Thompson. And then Colt McCoy and Skylar Thompson are the only two wins Jesus. that they have over their last six games. Oof. See, that is see, that is a great context. As we do on this show, uh, we like to take the stat, but we like to tell the story behind it. So why is Buffalo a seven-point favorite? There's many reasons. One of them is their quarterback is Josh Allen and is not any of those guys. Um, Josh, we'll bounce around all over the place, but your recent column, and I recommend everyone go and check it out on Covers.com. I love it because for people looking to place a prop bet, explain why people... People might not be looking at Christian Kirk, the receiver for the Jags, and looking at his over-under for reception totals, but explain why taking the over makes sense. Well, savvy betters have known that Week 18 comes with big big bucket lists for a lot of players. A lot of players can get richer. Incentives are big contract incentives. They're hard to find, but there was a great Sports Illustrated article uh, put out maybe three weeks ago that had a lot of good contract incentives and now that we're in week eight we're starting their week 18 we're starting to see them come to fruition here we saw last last year we saw tom brady go over to gronk and say how many more yards do you need he's like i need a, a couple more the game was out of reach but he got it and these are edges that betters can have i mean now that me and you are talking about it maddie the edge is kind of dried up but yeah. this year there are there are a few there aren't as many as last year but you brought up a good one in christian kirk and zay jones both of those receivers uh, need two catches. Kirk needs two catches for 500K. Jones needs two catches for 250K. And both of them need about 100 yards Saturday for half a million dollars. So there some targets up for grabs. So it'll be funny if, if uh, Trevor Lawrence is keen in on one of them and not the other. But in that same sense, we shouldn't just be betting this blindly because that game has a lot of value to it in yeah. itself of who's going to win the division. So there are some other ones out there that, that might have a better angle uh, than those two, but those are, those are two of the big ones. Yep. You want some more? Yeah, give me some more. Uh, Gerald Everett needs uh, five catches for 250K. Chargers uh, place what they placed this week, you don't understand why they're, they've moved to three, Matty. Yeah. The Chargers have moved to plus three in Denver. Everett has six five catch games on him behind his uh, season. So I do think that's something that we can hit. And it, and it lines up well with what his player prop market will eventually open up as is the Sunday games really aren't open. Guys like Tyler Higby need uh, 20 yards for 500 K. So that won't be a big one. But one thing I'll do look at this year is defensive player props. Yep. Because those are very available. And guys like Minnesota's Zadarius Smith, who gets to face uh, Peter, Peter in Chicago. Chicago just gave up seven sacks last week with Justin Fields in. So you can imagine what's going to happen this week. He needs half a sack for 750K. Oh. Now these are, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, the that's Jackson, a good one. Carl, Carl Lawson needs one sack for 600K. And he faces off against Skylar Thompson. So. 
There's some interesting ones there. Definitely like those uh, defensive ones. And then, of course, you can look at just regular milestones. You don't have to get creative. Guys like Tyler Algier needs 100 yards to reach 1,000 yards. He's getting a lot more work with Desmond Ritter under center. So things like that. Brandon Ayuk needs 44 yards. You could see him play early minutes and then get that and kind of duck out. Um, just, just milestones like that. Single season records are kind of drying up. Obviously, we know that Patrick Mahomes needs like 430 yards to beat Peyton Manning's record. So not sure if he'll do that as a nine-point favorite. Justin Fields could have broken Lamar Jackson's, but he's not going to play. And then because of Justin Jefferson's dead last week, he needs like 190. So that one's kind of kind of out of reach for him and Minnesota. I love it, and yeah, some good, there is some good stuff out there. That Zayar Smith half a sack on Nathan Peterman. Oh, that one feels that one feels like a good one to to take the over on. From covers dot com, we're joined by Josh Ingles. How do you how do you approach this final weekend? Just in terms of betting on the NFL games, where you know um, Green Bay, Detroit, the, the that line might be different depending on what happens with Seattle uh, taking on the Rams. Like, how do you approach betting? Week 18 games where some teams have everything to play for and other teams have nothing to play for. I think you brought it up earlier in the conversation with your producer, Josh, about just you kind of have to focus on smaller parts of everything. Like I'm mostly on props. So the markets are kind of just rolling out now. If people were looking, obviously, at sides and totals, I'm sure a lot of more people got in earlier in the week as more professional betters do. But in saying that, When you look at week 18 as a whole, it can be extremely overwhelming. Like we don't even know what's going to happen with seeding 100% right now. So uh, my suggestion to people out there betting, make sure you kind of know, settle down, find an angle, research one smaller thing, and be more confident in a smaller bet as opposed to just firing a bunch of bets that you're kind of just throwing money at the wind. I guess that's a term that doesn't exist, but we'll call it that. No, no. It's it, it. Listen, that is it is excellent, excellent advice by you. Um, throw it around. Just uh, we'll get off the NFL at, at least for a second. Uh, I was talking to my producer about this about on the NHL side that we've been seeing some uh, drops in the shot prop market. So people don't know that betting on how many shots a player is going to get, and some are going as low as one and a half. Um, what do you do in terms of looking for success on the NHL shot prop lines where numbers are taking a dip? Uh, it depends. We saw guys like Johnny Tavares take a dip over a, a little production dump, jump there. Um, was at three and a half. He was at two and a half last night. He went over that. It, it kind of fluctuates. and it, It's not a market that kind of stays stagnant. It's priced in game to game versus matchup. It's a pretty efficient market in like, if I'm I do say so. I mean, it's it's a really tough one to win night in and night out. And the scoring of it, it can be subjective at times, as sometimes you see a shot that counts, and then 20 minutes later, that, that shot has been reviewed and it's been erased. Usually it works against you more than it works with you. But in that sense, the one-and-a-halves will eventually turn into twos, two-and-a-halves, if they become profitable. So there are some one-and-a-halves that we can look at uh, today. Guys like... Um, Oh, I don't know. Nito Nito Riders sitting at one and a half, but but they're heavily juiced. They're about minus two hundred, okay. and then they hit yeah. minus minus two ten before they flip to two and a half, and then they're about one thirty to the over on the two and a half. So someone like TJ Oshie, perfect example. Last night, one and a half got four shots, and now he's up to two and a half today. 
in a good matchup, but I think he's paying plus 135 for the over. Lastly, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs since mid-December. Uh, Can't stop the puck. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You, you know it. You know they gave up five, gave up six, uh, given up six uh, against Arizona. You know four to St. Louis. When you look at what's going on, and all teams go through up and downs. But right now, the goalies, especially Samsonov, are certainly uh, struggling. Um, how does that impact how you view the Maple Leafs in terms of any bets on wins and losses, totals, props? Uh, the Leafs' recent little uh, defensive slide here. How do you view that from a betting perspective? Uh, it's, I feel like the books have been chasing Toronto totals all year. So they started off as the team that they were last year, looking at totals of seven and six and a half pretty much through October, November. They got hot. They got that unsustainable goaltending when Murray and uh, Samsonov were like first and fourth in safe percentage and expected gold save. Just massive over-evaluation of what that is. Their number goes down to six in totals coming out of the break, and then boom, 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 like we saw the St. Louis games, this is not a six-total team. So anytime I'm seeing the, the Leafs at six, it's pretty much an automatic over. It was at six and a half last night. I was on the team total. They kind of laid a dud. But I do think it's funny, and you probably think this too, Matt, when this team had no defensemen, they became the best defensive team in all of hockey. Yes. Now once everybody comes back, it's just like, okay, let's revert to our – last year's self, as opposed to playing probably the best hockey defensively and shot-suppressing team we've seen this Toronto team play ever, but now you bring back now you bring back Lilgren, now you bring back Riley, you're just kind of seeing it regressed back to what it was, and it, it, it's kind of head-scratching. It is head-scratching, and clearly there's only one answer to this. Connor Timmons is Chris Pronger. That is the only explanation I have going when it comes to the Maple Leafs. Josh... Love the work. Check out it. Check it out, everyone, at covers.com. There's some really good stuff. Always appreciate. Thank you, my friend, for joining the show. Happy New Year. Great to chat with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Happy New Year to you, Matt. And you guys take care. We'll be in touch soon. Absolutely. That is Josh Ingalls from covers.com. On the other side, the greatest. The most ridiculous injury story in the NHL that you've heard in ages. That might sound like hyperbole. NHL players are nuts. I will leave it at that. That is my tease. Time now for traffic. At over $8.2 million... At the age of 36, Blake Wheeler is the most underpaid player in the entire NHL. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cause. Back on December 15th, Blake Wheeler of the Winnipeg Jets ruptured a testicle after he was struck by a Josh Morrissey shot. On December 15th, thank God Winnipeg won 2-1 in overtime against Nashville. By the way, here's the key part to that story. Blake Wheeler finished the game. This is a December game against Nashville. You have your testicle ruptured. I want to know how many more shifts did he play? Like, I, Josh, we need a 30 for 30. We need a documentary. I want, I want every shift he took after that injury occurred. Is this one of the most odd slash weird 
injuries we've ever seen in sport. Ah, uh, like I'm sure it's happened. The odd part is, why did he keep playing? Blake Wheeler ended I up. I cannot imagine the pain. 18 played over 18 and a half minutes. And uh, I got to tell you, like, if anyone wants to complain about the contract and it's, you know, I mean, well, I mean, like, you go and it's like, well, he minus 15 last year, minus 17 the year before, but he's basically just under a point per game guy of the last five years. I'm sorry, $8 million a year, underpaid. He, that sort of effort, that is underpaid. So underpaid. Oh. Looking at the funniest injuries in sports, looking at a couple of these. Uh. Is that funny, by the way? I don't know if Rupp... Is Rupp... Okay, no, no, no. no, That is not funny. Not comical. Funny is baseball injuries. When player gets injured lifting their luggage, going to the hotel, um, someone injures their ribs, sneezing. Most of these are baseball players. They're all baseball Tying players. Tying throwing their back. Yeah, exactly. This isn't funny. It's just the more of the comical side that he continued to play this game. Yeah. We know Wheeler is an absolute... Stud on the ice, yeah. stands up for himself most of the time. Mm-hmm. But when you're going like that, you cannot deny the pain that he must have been in and a warrior to continue to play the game. You know who I feel bad for? I feel bad for every other member of the Winnipeg Jets. Like, imagine if you've got, you know, like you twisted your ankle and it really hurts. And you're like, Coach, I don't know if I can go tonight. And Blake Wheeler's like, oh, what's that? What's that? Oh, I, I, you twisted your ankle. Oh, that stinks. Oh, no. Oh, how you doing, buddy? Here, sit down for a second. Connor, you okay? Oh, you, you twist an ankle. Oh, that really hurts. Hey, um, do you remember back in mid-December? What was that? What was that? Oh, yeah, my testicle got ruptured against Nashville, and I still played. From Get on own, the ice. From his own teammate. Yeah, from his own teammate. Yeah, jo- jo- I hope. I hope Josh Morrissey is, like, picking up Blake Wheeler's tab, like, for the rest of the year. Like, I feel there, there needs to be some sort of reciprocity going on after Blake Wheeler's uh, testicle got, uh, got destroyed in a game. And it's, it's not like it was Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals. It was December 15th and, against the Predators. And I, I played hockey, Matt, and mm-hmm. um, I bet a lot of the listeners know the hockey sense. Yeah. You're wearing protection over that. Yeah. So I'm surprised it even got to that point yeah. that it was that bad. Do they, now I don't this is ignorant by me. This is maybe like a McLennan question or you know Carlo or somewhere yeah. or Jeff. Uh, but I know like like in football guys wear almost no protection. Like, like I remember hearing stories of uh, of Ed McCaffrey. Oh, you don't know who that is. Uh, of receivers back in the day who would who would have wear almost no shoulder pads because they just wanted to be as free and loose as they could be. I mean it was Morris even wearing a cup you know, we don't. I, we, in fact, in some ways, my God, I hope he like. If he wasn't, how hard of a shot was that by Josh Morrissey? Like, I have questions. Was he even wearing a protective cup? I, I would assume he was, but sometimes protective cup isn't all protective. I'm suing the cup company. Okay, that's what I'm doing right now. If I'm uh, if I'm uh, if I'm Josh Morrissey, the line. I'm uh, I'm like, listen, Bauer or whoever the hell made made the the jock strap that he was wearing. Um, moving on from that, Raptors, Knicks, and uh, you're liking the Knicks tonight, or excuse me, the Raptors tonight at home against the New York Knicks. I am, I am liking the Raptors tonight. They've been on a, yeah, a they, so-called stunk. slide. No, okay, hold on. Don't go to so-called slide. I'm the, I'm the guy like a couple weeks ago saying don't blow it up, but this is a slide. This is a slide. But look at the teams they've been playing. I understand and that. We, and we did talk about this last month mm-hmm. where you had your, uh, your Van Vliet takes, which we... If you want to repeat it, you can. 
He's listen. It's just he. No guy has his three point shooting has gotten worse than Fred Van Vliet. That's just the numbers. There is no player in the NBA with a worse shooting percentage in clutch moments of games than Fred Van Vliet. He is last. Can he get better? Of course. Has he been great in the past? Yes. Yeah. I am dealing with the here and now, and the here and now stinks. So. Tonight's game, I'm going to go with the Raptors. I like the spread of the minus three and a half Knicks. They come into Toronto and can never cover a spread in their last 12 games, 1 and 11, mm-hmm. playing at Scotiabank Arena. And Matt, you mm-hmm. know what the Raptors do well all the time? What's that? Is stop the star. Mm-hmm. RJ Barrett out with an injury tonight. Yep. Jalen Brunson, he's hit his points, rebounds, assist number in the last couple of games where Barrett doesn't play. But you know the coverage is going to be on Jalen Brunson. Yep. Julius Randle tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fade. I like my unders. Yep. I'm going to fade Jalen Brunson's points on FanDuel at 23 and a half. I really like the odds. Pair the Raptors spread, which they've been covering, just not winning the games. And Jalen Brunson's points under against the Raptors defense. John Morant mm. held under his total of 25 and a half when yep. the Grizzlies were in town. Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo in an overtime game. Held under 34 and a half. I like Jalen Brunson under. Maybe a Julius Randle under as well. I'm finding this. I kind of like this bet here. Ju- and I've seen this on FanDuel. Julius Randle under 22 and a half at plus 290. You bet 100, you win 290. You bet 10, you win 29 bucks. Under 22 and a half for Julius Randle. Not bad. The points do scare me a bit, mm-hmm. but I do like his over an 11.5 rebounds at plus 106. Also pair that with Scotty Barnes points over 14.5. Yes, the Knicks, their inside defense has been super well. All it takes is Scotty Barnes is 1-3. Yep. He's going to take one three-pointer, drive it to the rim against who's going to be guarding him tonight without R.J. Barrett. And like, we, by the way, we saw Scotty Barnes driving and scoring on, on Giannis and, and Lopez there in that go. game against Milwaukee. Yes, the Knicks... Uh, just reading it here, do allow the least amount of points against centers. But that's going to take There's that. no centers on the Raptors. No. Who's so a center? They don't have a center. They don't have a center. Oh, no. Ken Birch so like, under one and a half points. Yeah. So minus 105, Scotty Barnes over 14 and a half points. Right. Julius Randle over 11 and a half rebounds. Love the value. Steven Adams put up like, what, 18 rebounds against the Toronto Raptors a couple weeks ago? Yep. Giannis, 30 20 game. Bigs do tend to do pretty well. But at Scotiabank Arena tonight, Raptors kind of liking it. It's Every game means more because they are teetering in this middle ground where you just wonder if they're going to do something. And, and I'll tell you right now, I, I, I'm not going to yell and scream if they don't do a thing because I'll, I'll give Masai Ujiri the benefit of the doubt. But this is the six-game um, home stand. And it got off to a lousy start. I know that game went in overtime. The only reason that game went into overtime was because Gary Trent Jr. hit a step-back three with Lopez's meat arm in his face, and he hit it. Otherwise, they lose that game in regulation. And an and one three. Yeah. It, you know, so they easily could have lost that game in regulation. If they go two and four, they go one and five... It, the losses are almost as fascinating as if they win games because the future of, we th- we thought we had a pretty good idea what the future of this team was at the beginning of the year. Now it's gotten murky because of all the losses. Twenty sixth in points per game for the Raptors this year. Yeah, that can't happen. No, 
Again, if you want to look at the positives, they've had one of the hardest schedules. One in seven in games decided by three points or less, and they've got a point differential better than five of the 11 teams that sit ahead of them in the standings in the East. So if you want to be optimistic about this team, you can do it on emotion, you can do it on the past, and you can also find plenty of numbers that would defend your case. They also have basically the only the, the Hornets have a worse record over the last like 18 games. On the other side, um, we're going to bounce between NFL and a little bit of college football. TCU taking on Georgia on Monday. It's the national championship. But Tim Murray, love having him on from VEASAN, is going to join the show. He is always a blast. We get into all things Week 18 after traffic, which is brought to you by JanPro, proudly serving Canadian businesses for over 25 years. Put your trust in JanPro, the leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Visit janpro.ca today. Now for traffic. Anyone who listens to gameplay on a regular basis, first, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, knows that we are big fans of VSIN, the sports betting network. That's the first 24 7 broadcast network. It's dedicated exclusively to sports betting. The website's vsin.com. That's V, and then it's Sin, and the Twitter account at vsin live. Tim Murray, the host of vsin Primetime, which you catch on weeknights, and it's him and his team of betting experts delivering all the news analysis for, for sports fans, getting you ready to help you out with your wagering decisions. Also, right now, get vsin's holiday special. And by the way, I still have my Christmas tree up. The holidays are still here, damn it, which means everything they have to offer through March Madness for only 79 bucks. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe for details. Tim, your, A, I don't even know if you have a Christmas tree. If you do, do you still have it up? Matt, I was going to let you keep going uh, because, uh, I mean, you're, I mean, you might be my hype man for the network. Hell yeah. I might need you to just come in. Um, and, uh, yes, uh, the Christmas tree is still up. Uh, it is a real Christmas tree. You are here. Uh, that, that we uh, that we drove three hours to go obtain nor- no. uh, before before Thanksgiving, and uh, it is still up at our house. So yes, it is still up. Oh my God, you are a hero. We're gonna have no time for Jags and Titans. See. My tree, it's still drinking water, and the needles haven't fallen. So we're like, bleep it. Let's keep it up. It's, it's, it, you know, it makes it brightens up the home. But you drove three hours. Aren't you? Aren't you based in Vegas? Where did you get this we tree? Well, we are based in Vegas. Uh, it is a so it is a tradition that my wife's cousin has been doing, who's a Vegas native, and uh, she was nice enough to uh, to ask us to come. So. A Saturday, I think the Saturday before Thanksgiving, we drove up. We had uh, we had some some food, some drinks. We uh, we went around and cut down a tree where it's a little colder, uh, and uh, it was a, a lot more economical. I'll say this because they uh, they they upped those prices here in Las Vegas on on importing those pine trees yeah. from uh, from California or the Pacific Northwest. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, it's January sixth. I mean, why are we? We, we, we put Christmas decorations up the second Halloween is over, but then we just race <laughs> to take them down. Why are we, we – let's enjoy the most magical time of the year. Keep the Christmas music going, too, while we're at it. Hell, yeah, a little Bing Crosby, a little Sinatra, a little Springsteen. You know, i got time, got time for all of that. All right, before we get to the games that I'm most interested in, I, I just want to know for you, Tim, is there, is there an NFL game, is there a line uh, that, you really, that you're really focused on for Week 18? 
Well, I thought we were going to break down, um, you know, why the total was only six in the Blackhawks-Coyotes game tonight. But if you want to go NFL, you know, we can go. (laughs) Yeah, well, listen, if we have time at the end of this, we will get to our favorite shot uh, prop bets for the NHL. So we'll save that. We'll we'll save that for the end and get some hot Kirby Doc talk. Uh, But, like, there's there's so many games of importance. Okay, you know what? I I'll start it, and then we can yeah you know, we can go back and forth. Um, for me, the the biggest I mean I think the biggest game is Tennessee and Jacksonville on Saturday night. Jags are favored by six. I kind of like Tennessee only because I feel the whole world is betting on the Jags because none of us want to see Titans in the playoffs. So in some weird lo- twisted logic, I'm leaning towards the Titans to at least cover. You know, Matt, I know, I, I always know, I always knew, you know, the moment we've, th- that we've talked, we'd get along. Yeah. And, and this, this is exactly why. Uh, I'm on the, the Titans. Uh, I took the six and a half, uh, which is still available. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know how many books are at your disposal uh, north of the border, um, but, you know, six and a halfs are pretty readily available. So uh, get that hook if you can. Uh, and I agree, there's this, overarching assumption that the Jags are going to take care of business. And, and, and look, they might. Yeah. Um, this is a situation that this franchise has not been in in quite some time. You know, if you remove Thursday night football, I believe this is their first primetime game in over a decade. I mean, and, and I love what Doug Peterson has done. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what you do once a buffoon is removed as the head coach you know, how well this franchise can go when you've got some talent on this roster, there's no doubt. But, you know, Mike Vrabel really thrives as, as, a, as, a, as an underdog. And, and the, you know, the ATS numbers bear it out. Um, and, and here's one thing that I think, Matt, is getting overlooked a little bit. The rest advantage, the NFL did the Jaguars no, uh, you know, no help here uh, with this schedule, right? Bumping the game up to Saturday as opposed to Sunday. So yeah. you're talking about the Jags are on a short week and the Titans are on an extended week because they played last Thursday night. And your listeners might be saying, well, you know, it's Josh Dobbs. He, he's no good. Yeah, he's not great, but he had a, an impossible situation last week against the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll be honest, I didn't think he played that poorly. And now Derrick Henry is expected to return. You know, Traylon Burks was out when these two teams played uh, a couple weeks ago and the Jaguars won by two touchdowns. So, you, you know, Burks is playing again, should be at full health. Um, you know, it, it felt like Robert Woods and, and Josh Dobbs were, were getting a little bit of rapport there. So I just think it's a lot of points, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing we'll talk about, you know, this week is that there's just a, there's an overinflated nature to some of these situations. And I think this is one of them. Look. The Titans have not been playing good football lately, right? They've lost six in a row. The quarterback situation is a disaster. Um, but, you know, I, I just I, I think we're getting a little carried away, in my opinion, on this Jaguars team laying six and a half, you know, against the Tennessee Titans in a must-win game. I, I just think you're looking at a, a line that's maybe a little inflated. And, and like you said, it does feel like, you know, the, the world is, is racing to be on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, it's not overwhelming, but, you know, over on our website, vcin.com, uh, 56% of the bets right now, uh, at least at DraftKings Sportsbook, is, are on the Jaguars. So, you know, the public is leaning towards laying this. 
you know, everybody that you talk to probably saying, well, you just throw the Jets in a teaser. That's easy. Yeah. Nah. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking the Jags in uh, in a tease at all. All right, there's two games that are my karma games of the weekend. Uh, New England at Buffalo, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Um, I'm I, To me, I'm just, I'm just, this is not even good analysis. That's why you're here. I'm going to take Buffalo minus seven at home and the Steelers minus two and a half at home because, um, A, the Patriots have beaten a lot of bad quarterbacks. The Patriots are not a great team. Also, we're, everyone's inspired by the Bills. We all want Belichick out. And on the other side, we're all rooting for Tomlin to have a winning record. And I'm just not rooting for Deshaun Watson. I'm taking Buffalo and Pittsburgh. Those are my karma, my karma uh, two-play for the weekend. How say you, sir? Well, you know, I, I'm just so fascinated um, by this Buffalo situation, right? I mean, it's today was such a a heartwarming day, such yes. a great day when we just when we just put the you know the games to the side and we think about humans and uh, you know for Demar Hamlin to be up, you know, to surprise his team with that video, um, you could only imagine the emotions that were going on in that room. The the, the reason. You know, and I understand your rationale of why you'd you know you'd be on Buffalo here. Yeah, and I can't really say I, I'm against it. However, New England is desperate, right? If New England wins, they get in to the playoffs. So you know, New England, you know, is, is going to be you know trying to figure out all possible ways uh, to get this victory uh, in Buffalo to try to get into the postseason. Buffalo, on the other hand, in, in addition to playing for their teammate. Uh, in his honor, you know, they're trying to still secure this one seed situation, whatever it's going to be, right, uh, where they can get the neutral site game and, and all of that. So uh, it's of importance to, uh, for them. You know, speaking of teasers, I could see Buffalo being in a lot of teasers this week. You move that down to one pretty low total. Um, you know, actually, for, for me, I think Cleveland, even though I, I understand your, your karma side there, I think Cleveland is an interesting one because of that low total. Uh, is Pittsburgh capable of beating anybody by by a lot of points? So you know you could you know tease Buffalo down, tease Cleveland up to eight and a half. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, who would have thought that Pittsburgh would have had any opportunity? It's crazy uh, to to keep this streak going alive. Where Mike Tomlin, uh, as the head coach of the Steelers, will be another year of not having a losing season. So it just proves that Mike Tomlin, once again, if anyone had any doubts, which they shouldn't is one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen on a sideline in the history of the NFL. Tim, can you help me on this one? Um, and I, I keep staring at it. My eyes go squirrely. How is Denver favored? I know they're at home. How are they favored? I, I thought the Chargers still have something to play for, that they can still get a five seed. I can get the Chargers as a three-point underdog against Denver. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are healthy. What, what am I getting wrong here? Yeah, I mean, the scenario is if the if – the, I'm trying to get this right. Uh, it's so you know, hard. It, it's so hard to figure out the, everything. I think if the, if the Bengals beat the Ravens, then the Chargers will have nothing to play for, and they'll be locked into the five seed. And, you know, the line is moving against the, the Chargers – or the, uh, the Ravens right now. Uh, okay, okay. That that particular game is you know 4:25 Eastern, uh, you know Baltimore and uh, and Cincinnati's one o'clock Eastern. So I think the thought process is that the Chargers will just rest everybody once they know the outcome of the Baltimore Cincinnati game. And once again, Baltimore Lamar Jackson's officially been ruled out. 
Um, they're now a you know a ten point underdog at some shops here in Las Vegas. So I think the the thought the thinking behind that point spread is that the Chargers will be locked into the five seed going into the finale uh, of that se- of the season. So they'll just basically rest everybody. Finally, before I let you go, uh, we also have the national championship on Monday. And I know college football isn't always the biggest thing north of the border, but it is the final (laughs) game. Help me on this one. I'm a dummy, Tim. Uh, When in doubt, I just take the SEC team. Are they favored by 12 and a half? Yes, they are. Will I still take them? Yes, because I'm a lemming who uh, has a Chris Leak and Tim Tebow jersey somewhere in my home. So I'm, uh, I'm voting on Georgia. How say you? Well, you're not a dummy because the SEC has proven year after year that they're the elite of the elite. And what's interesting is, you know, people here in the states are are, are in love with TCU. Uh, you know, they might be not they might not be a household name uh, uh, in Canada, but you know, this is uh, a team that's been you know the darling of betters uh, this year, the public betters, right? They're nine four and one against the spread, um, and you know, Georgia's seven and seven, and you know, betters are so reactionary. What did we see last? And we saw on New Year's Eve, TCU as a, you know, eight-point underdog beat Michigan. Yep. And Georgia as what closed as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, but at one point was, you know, a touchdown favorite against Ohio State, needed a missed field goal at the gun, uh, overcame a two-touchdown deficit. You know, I'm on Georgia here, and what I did was I took, you know, whatever your unit size may be, that's that's your own business. So I took my unit size, I split it in half, and I'm going to put, you know, half of it on Georgia in the first half, minus seven, half of it on Georgia full game at minus 12, just in case, you know, the back door is, is open. You know, the thing I look at here is that Georgia, in the look-ahead lines about a week or so ago, you know, was 17-point favorites over TCU, and now the, that number has shifted five points. That's a whole lot of points, right? We've gone through a key number of 14. And something to keep very close eye on is Kendra Miller, the lead running back for TCU. He got hurt uh, against uh, Michigan and uh, did not play the remainder of the game. He raced for over 1,400, around 1,400 yards this year, 17 touchdowns. His backup, though, DeMarcado, played really, really well. Uh, that said, though, if you're, if you're without – Kendra Miller, I think it's a big loss for TCU. Uh, Georgia has the capabilities of taking advantage of that. So, yeah, uh, the public actually, believe it or not, uh, is is loading up on on TCU, taking the points. You know, depending on where you look, different books across the country here in the states is you know seventy five, eighty percent of the tickets on TCU. You know, they they're in love with the dog here. They love the story, and uh, maybe the public will be happy. But I'm going to be on the other side of the public. On Monday night, I'm rolling with the with not the underdogs, the no. dogs with a W D A W S. Jonathan Taves over one and a half shots at minus one eighty two. How say you, Tim? I <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, I mean, you know, the Tave machine. You know, he's he's just he's going to get it done. You know, I love it. I, the key there is you created a false nickname, but the fact that you created a nickname creates a false sense of familiarity. I like what you did there, Tim. I just, I just want to know, you know, is is Calgary minus two fifteen just overinflated tonight against the Isles? Well, I mean, you look at the Flames and what they've done over the last ten games. This team has come on, and there, I mean, Kadri just named to the All Star team. That first line might be the. I have no idea. I have no idea. 
I have not. I have none at all. Also, what I could have done if I was in your place, uh, you use the. You, you just call him. Oh, JT. Oh, you, also oh, another yeah. way. Yeah, that's JT over one and a half. Easy money. Bang the over and thank me tomorrow. I think what we need to do, we need a, we need a, you need to get with your producer. We'll work on a segment next year where yeah. you talk college football to me and I talk hockey to you. I think that is good. Back in the day, I used to be a massive college football guy, but you get older and you can't be into everything. And uh, the Florida Gators kind of stunk at the end of this year. So, <laughs> Tim, all, where can people find you? Always love when you join the show. Where can people find your work? Yeah, myself and former NFL quarterback Sean King, who's, by the way, a big hockey better. Oh, I know. Puck, and, uh, Puckstradamus. We're aware. Yes. Puckstradamus likes to tell people when his bets hit. So, uh, you know, uh, we're on VSIN every weekday night, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you want more college football in your life, which I know people in, in, in uh, Canada are craving, uh, you can check out the College Football Betting Podcast, too. We have a new episode out breaking down the national championship. Kadri and Toffoli to each record a point tonight, plus 142. I'm not saying bet on it, but I'm not saying don't as well. Thank you so much, Tim. All right. Talk to you soon. Take care. It is Tim Murray, host of VEASAN Primetime, weeknights on VEASAN, which you can find at VEASAN.com. we got to take a break. Sound of the day coming up next. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. See, that's a cool G, Daddy. Oh, now you got to let it ride. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Gold, silver, and bronze yogurt lids. It's time for Maddie to own the Friday podium. Now, the bronze are really blue, and they're also the backside of the gold, so no flipping. And give us his top three sports stories of the week. I'm going to cheat a little bit with the gold, silver, and bronze for what were the stories that dominated this week. To me, there was only two. There was the World Juniors and Canada winning in overtime against Slovakia. Canada down 2 nothing to the United States. Canada going to overtime against Czechia. Um, the, the hero that became Thomas Millich, the hero that was and continued to be Connor Bedard, Shane Wright's crazy goal, Joshua Waugh and his performance, and then the performance of Halifax. Everyone involved with the tournament, everyone at TSN, the crowd cheering, the crowd selling out, um, the crowd cheering for Latvia versus Austria, the crowd cheering when Germany would score a goal and they were down 9-0. Um, I, I think that's the second story, but the number one has to be Damar Hamlin. On Monday, he suffered a cardiac arrest. He was... CPR was performed on him on the field. We didn't know if he was going to live or die. And that was on Monday. And today he sent a video message to his teammates during practice saying, guys, I love you. That is the number one story. Because then it became a story of the NFL. It became a story of what they should do. And then everyone got angry at the NFL. Then you realize it's not really a football story. Then we celebrated the charity and what the Buffalo Bills fans did uh, to DeMar Hamlin's charity. Not just the Bills fans, but it became a massive global thing that's raised over five million dollars people yelled and screamed about skip bayless which to me is much ado about nothing Uh, you know so just but then those stories got elevated uh producer josh it feels like those were the two stories of the week yeah i'll go across the board as well i'll take out the bronze gold and silver i'll go with uh those two storylines the world juniors in halifax credit to the amazing crowd 
Uh, that's rallied behind them the whole entire tournament. Dylan Gunther scoring the gold medal goal. Canada going back-to-back. Phenomenal generational-type tournament from Connor Bedard to get his name cemented um, among the greats already. Matt, that is absolutely massive. And then the encouraging news for DeMar Hamlin, just to know he's, he's up, he's awake, he's off the breathing tubes. Yep. Talking to his teammates, around his family, which is the utmost importance. And Matt, I know we'll have our sound of the day, but I thought it was probably... Necessary to include this audio today. Mm. Josh Allen on DeMar Hamlin. This is part of the Friday podium to me. Being on that field. It, <clears throat> you, you, you lose sleep. You hurt for your brother. Um, a lot of shared grief, but to the question before, getting updates and positive updates eases so much of that, that pain and that tension that you feel. But... Coach handled it as as perfect as anybody could. I hope the Bills win by 40. I just hope they crush New England. I feel so bad for the city of Buffalo. Yeah. To what to know what they've been going through over the last year. Yep. Um, I know you had Jay Skursky on earlier in the week, and that was an impactful conversation, not only for the Buffalo Bills and what they've been going through, but the city of Buffalo. And just read a suffering note as well that John Murray. Yeah. So, John Murphy, sorry. John Murphy, yeah. Uh, is recovering with his family um, after yeah. suffering a stroke. Mm-hmm. So that's another really sad news story coming out of Buffalo. Hopefully he's recovering well. Hopefully he's certain well. But, um, yeah, that's part of the Friday podium. Sorry to go a little sorry. Uh, no, 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 there, no, no, no. You're, it's, no. It's, it's, it's truthful. It's absolutely. Thank you for mentioning John Murphy. And, yes, uh, the, the snowstorms, the shooting at the supermarket, the city of Buffalo, you know, any positive glimmer for them. Absolutely. All right, we got 90 seconds. We're going to end the show on a positive also for Sound of the Day. Give me Connor Bedard after Canada wins 3-2, wins the gold against Czechia. Here's Bedard going, I don't want to talk about myself. tournament in the world and man i love this group i love this country and this this team or this city right here has been unbelievable what will you remember most about this team uh, right now i mean it's an experience of a lifetime for myself and for all you know my teammates my brothers oh what a great tournament it's just so entertaining they started with a loss. A they started with a loss. They end with an overtime win. You know, games, tons of great games, tons of compelling action, tons of upsets. A hell of a tournament. Congratulations to TSN on the TV side, on the radio side, uh, to the city of, of Moncton, of Halifax, and everyone involved with the World Juniors. Everyone needed this after just summer World Juniors, canceled World Juniors, bubble World Juniors, everything that went wrong with Hockey Canada. It was nice of a moment that went right. Absolutely. Gameplay on TSN 1050 is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Monday's show is going to be nuts. You've got two Leafs games. You've got two Raptors games. And on Monday, we will know the entire NFL playoff schedule, we think. Overdrive is coming up next. Brian Hayes, Jamie McLennan, Frankie Corrado. Time now for Traffic.